Welcome to Light Trees and News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Chris and Charles. Good, whatever time of day it is when you're listening to this. Nice. Hello. Yeah, cover all the bases. How are we doing? What's new? Give me the deets. Um, since I was last here, I yes. have a job. So Congratulations. I whole, thank you. I have a whole lot less time now. Sure, but money. Oh, Either one of the cats is in the sink and playing with the silverware, or we have a ghost. Uh, a ghost just heard about my extra money. And was like, fuck this. <laughs> well, you don't get money. I've got money. It's oh, gross. oh, look who's here. Stormed in here. Look so who's I'm fucking here, Penny. Her. Were we in the sink? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm yelling at my cat, everyone. Well, congratulations on having money, but no time. Yeah, it's great. Charles, how are we doing? Uh, I am alive, and I hate Chris's new job. Oh, because it keeps Chris from us, mm-hmm. which we don't like. Yeah. Yeah, it. yeah, it's awful. I was so glad you could record today because I was like, I don't know what his new schedule is, <laughs> but this is bullshit. I'm the one with the job who can't make time for anything. Right, you're not allowed to. <laughs> That's Charles's whole identity. You know what? <laughs> you wanted me to have a job where I worked nights so that I could quote get on your schedule because you're awake all night and asleep Ooh, all day. Okay, and I am nearly there. So this is you got what you wanted. Wait, can you sleep past seven? No. Mm. No, See? yeah, get to go to bed at three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Still wake up at seven. My Ooh. life is great. Oh, wait, because you're like physically incapable of it or you actually have to get up? No, my, because my brain goes, get up. I mean, that'll go away after a while. It has to. It's been 10 years. Get on my level, bitch. It's been, no. I, That's so I'm insane broken. to me. Yep. Wow. Well, hopefully I'll get a job soon because uh, mama's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> my whole personality is getting very strange. Um, my One of the recruiters I'm talking to emailed me today and she's like, hey, um, does your schedule allow you to work until six? And I was like, yes, just find me something. I will make it work. <laughs> I'm getting so fucking weird. I need to get out of this apartment. Uh, so guys, hi, you're listening to Light Trees and News and you're probably like, why aren't you talking about the myriad of terrible things shit that has happened recently because we don't want to get into it we are procrastinating the bad yeah that is what this section of the show is this is the pop culture section we're going to talk about a lot of dumb shit uh don't get frustrated if you don't want to hear about any of it skip to the next music cue that's the bad news section where we'll talk about all the stories you've been tweeting me about uh we'll we'll get into all of that because it is very important but before we get to that, I wanted to get Recky Rex from you guys. Specifically, I wanted to talk about The Haunting of Hill House with the two of you. Yeah. Because that is your whole jam. Do you want to talk about the show you guys host oh. together? Oh, yeah. We host a podcast uh, called Dirty Little Horror, where we talk about horror movies. Mm-hmm. And while uh, Haunting of Hill House is technically a series, while we're doing a show and I've trapped Charles with the microphone and he can't answer, this is like proposing in public, we should do an episode on Haunting of Hill House. I can't believe you haven't done that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Just for like uh, uh, subscriptions. Do you know, I love that show so much. It has blown my mind in every single way and I have not, there are a lot of shows I love and talk about and love with my whole heart, you know, um, like The Good Place and, you know, bunches of shows. That's the only one I could name right now. But (laughs) I haven't, raved about a show like Haunting of Hill House since Pushing Daisy. So we're talking like oh, sure. nine, ten Long years time, yeah. since I felt this just blown away by a show to a point where I almost want to just give up the arts because it's so what's good. the fucking point? It's, yeah. yeah. I know there, there are criticisms of it and they're, they're valid, the ones I know I've seen and, you know, heard. But I have not rewatched episodes of a series I don't think ever mm-hmm. until The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. I rewatched um, Two Storms, which is one of the best episodes of anything ever. That's anything ever. Like the 17 minute long uninterrupted shot of them in the funeral parlor oh, is I, I, incredible. Blown away. And, and I yeah. actually, it was, it was Chloe I was talking to about it, where mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, wow, yeah. at minute four, which left me nowhere to go yeah. for the next 13 I minutes. mean, the, the 360 revolving shot of when the dad gets there and the adult kids are sitting there and by the time it revolves back around their children yes. is one of the most beautiful things yes. I've ever seen. It's also one of those shots where, I don't want to say it's never been done before, but I was like, God, that's such a, like, a simplistic beautifully executed and I'm sure really hard to do logistically, especially you're dealing with very young kids to get them like just logistically getting them to like move at the appropriate time and like hit their mark. Right. And they're one part of a 17 minute cog. So it's not like you can just focus on the kids. Right. Right. 
Um, oh, just so beautiful. And and once you finish that 17-minute shot, you then cut to another 14-minute shot. Like right, the right. whole episode is only four shots Two long. Two very, very long scenes. Yeah. Um, guys, it's just so good. Um, I've never... I've never watched a, binge watched all ten episodes within a day and a half. Yeah, and then immediately started the series over again yes. and watched it in its entirety again. Oh, I'm gonna rewatch. It's a twin thing today. Mm. Uh, I am in love with Oliver Jackson Cohen. I have now watched ninety mm, percent of his filmography <laughs> because I love him. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I just can't say enough great things about it. That's Luke, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm um, in love with Kate Siegel. She is Theo. Yes. And you told me this. I did not know she was the lead in Hush. I didn't I yes. put that together as you were saying it, and I was like, I didn't put it together. You explicitly told me that was a <laughs> fact. And I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, that was her. Which by the way, if you have not seen Hush, <gasps> go watch Hush. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It's so scary. It is the first and maybe to date only. Netflix quote unquote movie that I've put on because like ugh it'll pass the time right. and was just blown away oh, no. how good it was. Yes. Oh yeah, I did the same thing because I I was like I just want to watch a horror movie. I'm just gonna do some stuff and then I was like, what's happening? What? Huh? Yeah. What? No, she's so good because I she wrote that I movie. feel like she wrote Hush. I think she. And you said the director she's married to him, right? She's married to my, Mark, Mark Mark Mike Mike, Mike Flanagan Mike, Mike Flanagan. Flanagan the new master. Oh, of and my oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Mike Flanagan did Hush and he directed Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Where? Uh, yeah, he is a genius and she's a genius because I feel like Theo, Theo's a really cool character, but I feel like she could have been very easily abrasive. Totally. And she portrays her with such humanity and depth that like Theo is absolutely one of my favorite characters. Which then leaves Shirley room to be abrasive because otherwise you would have had two troubled abrasive women. Yeah, I had... I have beef with Meredith about this because she hated Shirley and I have such deep sympathy for I, Shirley. She annoyed, Shirley. She's annoying and she made bad decisions, but I love her. And well, Elizabeth Reeser. Yeah, oh. I am frequently put in the position of having to do stuff for a group of people. So like <laughs> I fully get why Shirley is just like done, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like, I've been taking care of you people for so fucking long and you don't respect me and you think I'm annoying. And like she basically just handles shit. I mean, she does her own sister's funeral. Right. And people are telling her she doesn't have to do it and she's just like, right, but if I don't do it, it's not going to be done correctly. Oh my God. Um, Yeah, Shirley's a cool character, but I get like why a lot of people are frustrated by her. Yeah, she is frustrating, but I, I but I get why and I yes. do love her as a result. Just, yeah, the entire cast of that show. I mean, we don't, I don't, Elizabeth Reeser has popped up in things before. She doesn't get the kudos she deserves. Neither does Carla Gugino. She was in Twilight, right? Yes. Okay. So I, that's another series I never saw, but I, there's apparently a nod to her character in Twilight in Haunting of Hill House. Uh And I also wonder if there's a nod to uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen. I think they looked at their full filmography and put like fun little Easter eggs in Haunting of Hill House because there's a movie called The Man in an, uh, in the orange shirt that Oliver Jackson Cohen's in, mm-hmm. and his character um, is like a World War II uh, veteran, and he meets another soldier and they fall in love. Um, but his character at the time wears a boulder hat. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, is that like a fun Easter egg? They threw the tall man, the boulder hat. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, th- I would assume, considering how fun that love. Wait, try that again. How much they loved Easter eggs, what with all the background ghosts. Like, oh my clearly God. they're in love with putting things in that are for you to find if you want. That's, yeah, I think it was just like a fun, like, and I know there were some other actors where there's like fun little Easter eggs from their filmography thrown oh. into this. So I was wondering if that was one of them. But yeah, I watched one of those YouTube videos. Mm-hmm about like here are the ghosts you didn't see and I truly did not see like no, 90% of them. I saw one and was so shocked that nothing came of it that I googled and that's how I found out that there were others. Oh yeah, the, <sighs> um, the, the director tweeted some, he tweeted one of his articles that was like, these are all the ghosts in the background that you missed and he was like, that's not even half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, I also didn't notice the fucking statues moving. Oh, I didn't know that. Notice that either. That's no, another that's thing. I assumed, but didn't notice that. Tell me more about that. So, in a couple scenes, like especially when the mom is walking around, the statues will be facing each other, and then one will be like they'll cut oh away, and then it'll be looking at her. Oh, uh, I don't. It's not in 
two st- no, it's not in two. St- the episode where Shirley and Theo have their big fight, where Theo's trying to apologize right before uh. all the walls banged in oh, the funeral home. Yes. So they are separated by the camera, and you see a shot of Shirley, shot of Theo, shot of Th- Shirley, shot of Theo. Wow, so that three times fast. <laughs> One of the shots of Theo has been horizontally flipped for no other reason than for your subconscious brain to go, something's not right there. <gasps> like you don't notice it. I Again, I read about it on the internet, oh went back God. and watched it. And they put it in. The only t- way you can tell is because the light switch is on the other side of the door and she seems to be facing a slightly different angle. But yeah, it's just so that your brain goes, huh? I love that shit. I love that level of like planning oh and meticulousness God. and like commitment to storytelling. Shit that nobody, I mean, 99% of the audience will not notice. Nope. But for the creator to like have gone to the trouble yeah. of it is like so beautiful. Have, uh, you, um, yeah. have you watched Gerald's Game or Oculus yet? No, you told me to watch it though. And oh, I wrote it down. Yeah. yeah I'm Gerald's Game is a masterful adaptation of a very difficult and mm. not very enjoyable book. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I will say the one criticism of The Haunting of Hill House that I understand, and I would also be frustrated had I read the book, is the complete inversion of how that story is supposed to end. Which sure. is, it ends on a real down note. And I get why studio executives would be like, can we end, can we just have like Luke two years sober <laughs> like at the end? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I get that, especially because people were so invested in the characters. Yeah. But I understand why fans of Shirley Jackson were like, that's not what she intended. Yeah, I, Literally the last line is we walk through this life alone. alone. And then they changed it to we walk through this life together. But see, <laughs> that, see that, that works for me. I yeah. get that. I understand the criticism, especially if you happen to have read the book. I did not. Mm. I also have a very strong aversion to things that are sad on purpose. Yeah. I uh, will not, I have not, and probably will not go see Dear Evan Hansen because of it, no matter how many people tell me how good it is. Oh, sure. Too sad, not interested. Yeah. And if this had ended that way, I would have come away very unhappy. I just was not emotionally able to handle a bad ending Correct. right now. So the fact that they gave us a happy ending, I was like, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, yes, taking mm-hmm. out of context, the um, Annabeth Gish's character, the Dudleys, Mrs. Dudley. Oh, yeah. That ending oh, was yeah. a little bit saccharine. Sure. But also exactly what I needed. I, I also really like their storyline. I really love the part where the dad was like, there are precious things in this house and they don't all belong to you. Yeah. I thought it was really powerful, especially like that kind of protagonist. Again, I have a lot of sympathy for Steve. I understand like, I think they humanized him in, in a lot of different scenes mm-hmm. and I did not hate him as much as other people hated mm-hmm. him, but I felt like he really needed to hear that where it's like, hey dude, it's not all about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I've been trying to figure out because... I mean, with the the with Nell, Theo, and Luke, those were all characters from the book. I assuming that Shirley is Shirley because of Shirley Jackson. That was just a, yeah, an honor to her. That was just. I'm a, trying to figure out where, like, I'm trying to Google where Steve came from. I was like, was it Shirley Jackson's husband? Was it one of her kids? Oh, I don't was know. It, I well, you were the one who Steve told me that from. each kid represents a stage of grief. Yes. Uh, which again blew my mind. What? Yeah. Each of the kids denial, is- Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. anger, anger is Shirley. Shirley. Bargaining is Theo. Depression is Luke. Acceptance is Nell. Yeah. And also that's the order that they were born in. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I find out details about the show and I get chills. Oh, the other thing you told me, the window being the same oh, in every in the, incarnation in the of the Red Room. That made me so mad that I never noticed that. I, I rewatched so that episode angry. for the treehouse because yeah. I was like, motherfucker, if I had been more aware, I would have been like, of course that treehouse does not have that window. Yeah, that'd be why would God that make damn. any sense? It another thing I didn't notice, but I, I think that's another purpose for the the ghosts in the background is if you spot one and you learn you're supposed to look for them, you spend so much time looking at the looking at or for the ghosts, you then miss other hints that are being ah. Oh. The one that I was most pissed about when I was watching the the Easter eggs of where the ghosts were when the, Theo opens the trap door to the basement. Yeah, there is one standing behind the fucking staircase. That's the one I saw. That's, That's not the, f- the one I saw. Really, I didn't see it, and I was so mad at myself because I'm like. The ang- the cameras bang on. Looking at it and looking she, at the ghost. He's staring at her. That's the one. And I, in out loud in my home, said the fuck, <laughs> and hit pause. And then that's when I Google because that was the first. And, and then, the, yeah, the first article pop up was like, here are the 
27 ghosts you haven't seen. So that was oh not the ghost God. who crawled out at Luke. That was a different ghost. Correct. Oh, my that God. Was just a, that, that was just another basement one. basement is just filled with ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, also, they say that the, the ghosts that are hidden throughout the series, it's not always a face. Sometimes it'll just be like a hand. A hand. I, sh- I saw a shoulder and an arm. Yeah. I saw mm-hmm. I saw one when the girls were standing in the kitchen. I saw the, uh, the hand reaching around the doorway. Oh, yeah. That one I saw. And I also noticed that they're in the same place. When they sh- do a big shot of the stairs in the main and the front room, mm-hmm. there are always two to the right. Wow. In a, in the in the I, I think the doorway to the kitchen. There are always ah, two standing there. That's incredible. Oh, and, and uh, uh, the other. Oh, sorry, Charles. Go ahead. The, uh, and when uh, when adult Nell goes home, and like all the lights in the this house is come exactly on. the scene I was gonna bring up. Yeah. The I rewatched the the wedding mm. and the scene of her dancing with her husband, and then the quick cut to her dancing by herself mm-hmm. is yeah. one of the most chilling things. <laughs> no. Um. That's yes. That's that was that made more sense, like because everything's connected in a mm. weird way. Because in the in the beginning, I was like, she's just like, is she haunted? Is she possessed? What's she doing? Right. Mm. But when she shows up in the car and gets off the phone with her dad, all the lights in the house come on, and then the the front porch flashes twice. Twice. <gasps> what? It's her mom telling her to come home. What? Yeah. Oh my and god. And then they go, come back to that scene, and what she says to her dad on the phone is, "I'm home." Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh my god and the first time you watch it you're like oh she's lying to him and the second time you watch it you're like no she was just actually yeah um so mike flanagan is going to direct the sequel to the shining uh dr sleep Mm -hmm. which i'm excited about i don't think so also he has confirmed that if if there is a second season of haunting of hill house it will not be about the cranes because and I quote, I they've been through enough. They have been through enough, but I'm <laughs> oh. going to miss them all so dearly. If I'm yes. so invested in the characters now. I hope if they do something, it will be a prequel. Or I will also be happy with uh, an American Horror Story style anthology where they just reuse the same actors again because yes. I will watch Kate Siegel and Carla Giugino in anything. Yes. I will watch my husband Oliver Jackson Cohen in anything. Also, yes, they clearly are fans of all of them. Like Mike yeah. Flanagan is fans of yeah. that bunch of people yeah, so yeah they're, reuse they're all them in uh gerald's game like the, those same two people like the elliot from et what's his name oh uh thomas um henry thomas yeah yeah he, yeah he's in it uh yeah guys that's elliot from what? et yeah the dad young dad is elliot from et what yeah mm-hmm. you didn't know that? and he's real good i already yeah. left this house once i won't maybe do it again <laughs> <laughs> i'm recording this from the street right now you know a really long cord he took my mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was I was glad that I knew that after the fact because I was like, oh, he's a really good actor. Who's this? Then I was like, that was fucking Elliot. That was another time of the because there's I think Luke or Steve. One of them has an ET lunchbox. See Easter yeah. eggs, <laughs> Easter eggs. There's a bunch of stuff with uh, anytime a kid's reading a book, it's a fun Easter egg. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Theo is reading a Shirley Jackson book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, I love it so much. I love this universe so much. That's they, why like. It is perfect, and I want them to leave it alone, but I love it so much. I'm like, maybe we could go back a little bit. <laughs> well, when they were talking about when everyone, like when after everyone had been shit and like the world started talking about it, uh, I think it was, I can only refer to them my character names. I think it was Luke um, who was saying something that in the last episode, there are a few Easter eggs that no one's noticed yet <gasps> that could allude to a second season. <gasps> what? And I was like, excuse, like, and he's like, no one's figured it out yet, but they're in there. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Oliver, Luke, tell us right now. <laughs> I, but yeah, whatever they do with the second season, I'll take it. Oh, yeah. I absolutely will take it. Well, part of the reason I want you guys to talk about it on your show is it is like everybody's talking about it. It's universally praised, all of that stuff. But at the same time, I'm shocked by the fact that there's not more think pieces. Mm-hmm. More, I literally was um, searching on YouTube for fan videos, and there aren't any. Yep. Uh, there's it's like weird. a couple like random people who are like, here are all the Easter eggs. But I am really amazed that there's not more content mm-hmm. just discussing it. So I feel like you guys should totally do it. Yeah. yeah. That's the next episode. Yeah. Sure. Also saves us time because we've already watched it. Yeah. And you've watched it twice. I've watched it twice. Hell yeah. yeah. I might even start a third time. <laughs> guys, go follow uh, Dirty Little Horror on Twitter. And uh, where else should they follow? Instagram. Instagram. Facebook. Facebook, all those places. And it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news.
All right, so we are going to talk about in the bad news section the myriad of right-wing attacks that have been happening in the United States. So first one uh, is obviously Cesar uh, Sayak Jr., the man from Florida who was arrested in the pipe bomb case. I actually have lost track of how many bombs he mailed out. I think as of this recording, it's like 12 or 14, something like that. These are the two numbers that I was going to say as well. So yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So they, uh, you've probably seen the images online of the FBI seizing his van with all of the right-wing uh, paraphernalia on it. He was a huge fan of stickers, apparently. Loved a sticker. Loved a sticker. Put a bunch of stickers on the bombs he mailed out. Had every window on this van covered with right-wing uh, paraphernalia praising Donald Trump and Mike Pence. So pretty obvious who he was a fan of and what his motives were, considering that Trump has been stoking all of this right-wing hysteria about the caravan of like dangerous immigrants coming to the United States. And in right-wing circles, there's this uh, conspiracy theory that Jewish people are aiding those caravans. We'll get to that in a second, why that is a big deal. Um, but yeah, he has been arrested, and it's not a coincidence that he is a fan of Donald Trump. My favorite, and by favorite, I mean vomit, um, conspiracy theory about that van was from right-wingers saying that it must be faked because the van's too new. <laughs> Because sure. if because he's like they're like um, people who wear MAGA hats get them knocked off in streets as if a van wouldn't have a baseball bat taken to it already and this then went around Twitter sure people being like see it must be fake it's yeah. an inside job because the van's too shiny I mean almost immediately after the the pipe bomb stuff after the the synagogue uh, massacre that we're gonna get to in a second the false flag shit starts immediately yes. now where it's like this guy um, this is a plant so that the Republicans lose the midterm elections. Um, the synagogue shooting was a, a false flag operation. It starts immediately mm. now. And that's a deliberate tactic to invert reality. So yep. people are disoriented. They don't know what to believe. Um, now that Trump has been so successful in portraying the media as the enemy, it's not like they can just turn on CNN and inform themselves. They're like, right. well, that's all lies too. Right. Um, so the, like the bullshit machine starts immediately. Yeah. Didn't, it was just... Yesterday on the news, um, I was watching that they had a snippet of like 2016 interview with Donald Trump where he basically said, I discredit you so that when you say negative stuff about me, no one believes you. Like that's what he's, oh, he's yeah. been telling us is what he's doing for at least two and a half years it, now. It's like the from the 101 playbook of any fascist dictator, uh -huh. you know, like you discredit those who could check your power. Yeah. So then you have unlimited access to power. It's very obvious what he's doing, which makes it extra frustrating um, because it's it, it's impossible to inform people. Yeah. Um, so unsurprisingly, Cesar uh, Sayak Jr. threatened a lot of Democrats on Twitter, including Sarah Young, who uh, if you don't follow her on Twitter, you should. Um, and she's a journalist who's been like a big target of uh, alt-right people and so unsurprisingly he had a problem with a lady journalist uh, a woman of color on mm -hmm. twitter what are the odds so also uh i spoke about this before but there was this um massacre at a synagogue in pittsburgh and um i think 11 people were killed yeah and immediately trump said that, oh, well, if they had had an armed guard at the synagogue, meanwhile, four armed officers were shot uh, when they were trying to stop the shooter. So uh, having a bunch of armed people there didn't help, you fucking knob. Right. Mm -hmm. um, also, we don't have freedom of religion in this country if people need armed guards outside of their synagogue to keep them safe. So, yeah, unsurprisingly, this guy, too, has a long history of uh, supporting... Uh, Republicans um, and extreme right conspiracy theories. Uh, just watching Trump, though, in the immediate aftermath, like pretend as though he is some friend to the Jewish community. Right. Like the Jewish community now is now explicitly asking him not to come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, unsurprising that this is a guy who would do something without people's consent. 
<laughs> but they're explicitly asking him, like, we don't want you here. You're right. a divisive figure. Uh, we believe you're the reason that, or the rhetoric you spouted for so long is the reason this happened. Please don't come here. And he's still like, mm, I'm coming. Uh, yeah, when the gunman w- was arrested, he was uh, yelling, all Jews must die. Yeah. Great. Great, great, great. Um, so. I don't even, I don't even know how you get to that point. Honestly, I yeah. don't know how you get to that point. Well, think about if you are an uninformed person and you are watching Fox News all day and you're listening to the president of the United States all day and they are saying Jewish people are aiding dangerous immigrants. Some of them are Muslim terrorists disguised as Mexican immigrants and Central American immigrants traveling in these caravans. These caravans are approaching the United States. We are in imminent danger. Like an unstable person or even a stable person for Mm. a long enough time consuming Mm. that kind of propaganda and you're a pissed off dude with access to guns and things are not going great for you and you're looking for a scapegoat. Like it is a it is inevitable that yeah. that will happen. Oh, it just it just I don't know if this is because I am less familiar with uh the American Jewish community growing up in Australia. Mm. It's just that if you present me with an old racist who says all Muslims should be sent back to their country of origin i'm like that's dumb and ignorant but i can see how you've drawn that line Mm. if someone if for example australian politician pauline hansen says our country is being swamped by asians that again that's racist and ignorant but i can see how you've drawn that line on the limited data you've Mm. uh, absorbed i still can't see the line to all jews must die i just that Yeah, I mean, Jewish people really are sort of like a catch-all scapegoat for racists and xenophobes because, and I mean, the Conservative Party, the the GOP have been conditioning them for so long, either through overt uh, anti-Semitism, like Mm -hmm. their, I forget which congressional race it is, but a Republican just put out an ad of his Jewish opponent, and it's literally a photo of him um, squeezing um, a fistful of dollars. Oh, my God. Like, that overt uh, anti-Semitism. Or, like, slightly more coded anti-Semitism with their obsession with George Soros. Yes. And George Soros is sort of... uh, uh, He fulfills that role of the Jew who controls all the money in the media. (laughs) Yeah. And that's really, like, a dog whistle thing. Whenever they say George Soros, they're saying Jews. And they've been doing that for decades, and then they act surprised that a dude shot up a A synagogue. synagogue. And it's like, no, no, you're the reason this happened. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, you're complicit. Um, Also, there was another shooting that's getting, I think, a little bit less media coverage. In Kentucky, a white man with a history of violence and mental illness was recorded on surveillance video apparently trying to get inside a predominantly black church in Kentucky before he went to a grocery store and fatally shot two uh, black people. So obviously he was trying to recreate what Dylan Roof did, which yep. is get inside a black church and massacre a bunch yeah. of black people because that's he's a racist. The, that's the same guy who also then, after he shot those two people, turned to someone else in the store and said, no, don't worry, you're safe. Whites don't kill whites. Yeah. Yeah. Like said it with his own mouth words. Yep. yep. And still Republicans will deny yep. that it was uh, a hate crime, uh, racially motivated uh, happened because of racism and they certainly will take no responsibility no. for having stoked um, racism, uh, anti-Semitism, all kinds of phobia and hatred in this country, not just for the Trump presidency, but for decades leading up to oh, that, for so long. playing on racial anxieties, playing on the racism of, of white people to get their votes. Yep. Um, this has been going on a long time, guys. This was just like the natural outcome yep. of it. Uh, of course, this is where we would end up. Uh, so I also wanted to talk about the response from some prominent Republican figures after the series of right-wing attacks we've seen. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the White House press secretary, was charged with responding to the reports of pipe bombs and immediately uh, doubled down on what Trump said, which is blaming the media (laughs) for it happening. Uh, She said, certainly the media has a role to play in this process because what their sort of playbook response is, is yes, the country's divided and both the left and the right need to take the blame Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're actually talking about, though. 
Uh, the left is interrupting Mitch McConnell's dinner. Uh, the right <laughs> is now mailing bombs, shooting up synagogues, trying to shoot up, and they have shot up black churches. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. To compare the two is laughable. Oh, it, McConnell doesn't get to get to dessert. People, other people are being <laughs> killed. Yeah. yeah. Our stuff is fun. <laughs> right? We keep it fun. You want to come to our party? Uh, yeah, and like a, a Nazi killed Heather Heyer in, in Charlottesville um, during that rally. So we're talking about attempted murder, actual murders versus slightly in, inconveniencing Mitch McConnell. I get why Sarah Huckabee Sanders is trying to make that comparison because she's a propagandist. Yeah. But it's infuriating to see places like CNN, which, by the way, was a victim of the the pipe bombing yeah. or the attempted pipe bombing and had to evacuate their studios, allowing that platform to someone like Sarah Huckabee Sanders and not checking it immediately. Right. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Do these people actually have to blow you up before you get the point? Right. Like, what is? where is your wake-up call? When is it going to happen? This happens constantly, and it, it makes me... Like not want to watch the new, well, okay, the world makes me not, me not want to watch the news, but the this yes the the repetition of these uh, sound bites going unchecked drives me up the fucking right, wall. Right. Uh, then Donald Trump Jr. liked a tweet comparing, uh, and it was a conspiracy theory uh, about the pipe bombs, and the tweet read in all caps locks, obviously, uh, fake bombs made to scare and pick up blue sympathy vote, and Donald Trump Jr. liked it. Oh my. Fun fact, I can now no longer picture Donald Trump Jr.'s actual face. I can only picture, is it Mikey Day who plays yeah. him on SNL? <laughs> yes. Actually, now that you say that, I didn't realize it, but I think my brain does that as Mikey well. Mikey Day and Alex Moffat are the only images in my head when I think of either of the Trump children, <laughs> which is fun for me. It is the only... It is the one tiny I think silver lining of this whole. Is Eric? Uh, also, I should say all the white guys on SNL right now are like interchangeable in my mind. Yeah. So, and I like Mikey Day. No shade against Mikey Day. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure who's Eric. So, also, um, let's see. Oh yeah, this is kind of good news, but it also has to do with right wingers. Um, being ridiculous. So, uh, Milo, do we all remember oh, Milo Yiannopoulos? <laughs> is he still alive? He is. And, oh, he's trying so hard. Is he walking around talking about his black husband again? <laughs> you know he is, okay. always. Mm -hmm. uh, so, he shared an Instagram post showing that the social media platform Instagram took down a previous post of his where he cheered the explosive devices sent to prominent Democratic figures. Um, and, of course, he's very upset about this because he's like, but my freedom of speech, which is not what freedom of speech is. Sure. Um, and he – so the uh, Instagram said that they removed his post because it didn't follow the company's community guidelines, which actually is a big deal for Instagram because Instagram's been criticized a lot lately because they have become a bastion of the alt-right mm. because Twitter and Facebook have gotten a little more serious about banning these people. And Instagram has so far gotten away with not being as aggressive in deleting their posts. And yeah. they ultimately are going to have to face that. But they've been trying to like not have to address it. But this was so egregious that they had to take yeah. it down. Like if, if Instagram is moved to ever take down your post, you have fucked up badly because they don't want to get involved. Yeah. Absolutely, and it, it's you have to have been so egregious because the photo is the focus and the caption is in font that's so small right. that that to make an impact in a bad way. Yeah, you're right. You have to have done it like stupendously well. Well, this is actually what he wrote. Just catching up with uh, news of all the pipe bombs, disgusting and sad, and then in parentheses that they didn't go off and the Daily Beast didn't get one. Mm. So not only wishing that. CNN had been blown right. up, but also just throwing another one in there. Like, hey, if you're sending these bombs, send them to the Daily Beast because I have beef with them. Like he's not even, <laughs> it's not even clever. It's not even clever. He's just threatening people. <laughs> and that's why Instagram was like, oh, okay, well, we right. actually have to take this one down. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. Instagram is pretty primarily focused on taking down pictures of breasts. Yeah. <laughs> right, So when exactly. they have to do anything Don't else, they're like, breastfeed your baby on Instagram. Or yeah. people oversize 14 in a bikini. Yeah. They come down. They get taken down. Do they well. get taken down? I, I, I heard one story. Yes. Wow. Um. 
Also, just like a slight, I know it's not time yet, but a slight pivot into uh, good news is that Milo's whole deal, his whole situation right now is um, a model of what happens when you take away these fuckwits platforms and that is a good thing and we should keep doing that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Hopefully we'll have enough time because I want to get to um, news about Brazil's election and about <clears throat> the danger of platforming far-right figures mm-hmm. because the guy who just won the election um, in Brazil and Donald Trump have a very similar trajectory and the woman who has one of the biggest um, news shows in Brazil yeah. originally platformed him because she was like, I wanted to show people how ridiculous mm-hmm. his his ideology is, but I think it backfired and I just introduced him to millions of people, yeah. uh, which is exactly what happened with Trump. Yeah. So, but before we get to that, I got to talk about Tucker Carlson. Oh, you say you say that. You say that <laughs> sentence and I I dispute it. But carry on, it's your show. So, he basically the the all the bombs happened. The bomb thing happened as Trump said. The bomb thing. The bomb thing. And Tucker Carlson gets on Twitter and he goes, "How do we get to a place where it's normal that two parts of the country despise each other? That you can imagine the other side encouraging terror?" Our thinking changed. We stopped debating politics and ideas and started attacking others for things we can't change, for who we are. Imagine lacking that amount of self-awareness. Tucker Carlson, we got to this place precisely because of your rhetoric and rhetoric like the bullshit you spout every night. Yeah. His entire career is starting shit with liberals. Uh, Tucker Carlson, I mean, he's... not, I don't think he's very intelligent, but no. I, I, he's one person that when I look at him, I can't take him seriously because I still think that it looks like his grandmother cuts his hair in their <laughs> kitchen. Like he has a, I he mean, has the haircut of a child. Does. She probably does. But yeah, like the fact that these Republicans who have built their career on attacking minorities, attacking liberals every chance they get, then come out and call for civility, like when it's convenient for mm. them. It's like, go fuck yourself. Also... <clears throat> I don't think it's a time for civility. I don't want to come together with people who spout anti-Semitism and racist bullshit and, you know, hate refugees and immigrants. I don't want to come together with these people. Yeah, that's another thing because some on the left are saying that where they're like, hey, we need to tone down the rhetoric and just come together. It's like, no, fuck yourself. I saw one the other day. Um, It was an Australian piece. Uh, on, a, on a, a journalism, a journalist had written a piece about you know Australia has become so divided, mm. and now the people on the right want this, and the people on the left do, and you know it's time for you know the the division has never been deeper. Mm. And I was like, uh, really uncomfortable with you referring to it as division when it's the division is between people who want to take away the rights of the marginalized and the marginalized. Right. That's not division. Yeah. That's like that's not a thing we can. Make yeah. an accord on. I, I do think we should have conflict over that right now. However, we should also acknowledge that one side is throwing bombs and the other yeah. is truly just interrupting dinners. But do you know why the, 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 this call for civility, I honestly believe that the right really are alarmed by, quote, the left's sudden, you know, uh, incivility. Mm-hmm. Incivility? Uncivility. Non-civility. Lack of civility. Um, because... <laughs> we have for so long been trying to take the high road. We have yep. for so many decades mm-hmm. been, when they go low, we go high. Right, right. And now we are banging on restaurant windows. Mm-hmm. And that is scaring the shit out of them because that has never happened to them before. Well, I also think it's like they internally know how far they're willing to go. Right. Uh, as we've seen with, again, shooting up synagogue, terrorism. They're, yeah. they're willing to tap into terrorism, terrorism. pretty quickly. Yep. And I think their fear is always, what if they're willing to do that right. as well? Because for so long, they have uh, relied on us to be polite. Right. And yeah. when politeness goes away, you yeah. know, again, we're not I, doing anything I, drastic. but No, I still think ultimately acts of violence backfire. I think yes. what the, the right is doing right now is going to be the greatest rallying cry for the left imaginable. And it ultimately will be a bad strategy. Yeah. Having said that like I do believe in direct action and um all of the traditional like passive resistance stuff too yep. um but I think those acts of just like mailing bombs yeah like, right. ultimately yep. uh, there's no greater um motivating factor for people on the left to organize than oh they're trying to kill us yes so speaking of insane right-wingers um Bolsonaro uh won the Brazilian election just to remind everyone of who this guy is 
um, who the new president of Brazil is. He is the guy who said that a woman was too ugly to rape. He said that uh, he would rather his son be dead than gay. Um, he has said that basically the cure to all of Brazil's problems is more militarized police. Um, he is a fascist fuckwad. He's, that's really coming out of the playbook. That's just pages mm-hmm. one through ten. Mm-hmm. He's not even going to the back chapters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is obviously a horrible news. There's already been images of, um, like, uh, especially women who are protesting in Brazil who have been beaten by police and are mm-hmm. bloody. Like, it's already beginning. So, uh, yeah, if you are living in Brazil and you have any thoughts about the election, hashtag pod. I want to hear from you. I don't want to pretend to be a, an expert on Brazilian politics. However, I will link to uh, a piece over at The Intercept about the election. I think The Intercept has been doing a good job at covering what's happening in Brazil and the election and the takeover, uh, the fascist takeover in Brazil. When you read it, it's going to sound very similar to what's happening in the Mm -hmm. United States because it is very similar. Uh, Basically, when the government uh, fucks up for so many years and doesn't provide basic services to people, they're totally willing to burn it down. (laughs) Uh, And that's what we're seeing happen right now. Of course, also, let's not downplay the effects of misogyny and racism as well. Sure. Uh, It's not just economic anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to claim that. Guys, that was a whole lot of bad news. That's more than enough for this episode. It's that time of the show. Here is your good news. All right, this good news just made me laugh. Yeah. I just read the headline. Yeah. The <laughs> headline at Jezebel is no one wants to eat dinner with Steve Bannon. <laughs> I love it so much. So there's uh, the Hillsborough County Republican Party in Florida is hosting Steve Bannon as the keynote uh, guest of its fundraising dinner. But the only problem is it seems no one wants to see him, uh, which is so sad. According to the Tampa Bay Times, tickets to the dinner, which previously were being sold for as much as $1,000 for a VIP ticket, are now free. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Would you see Steve Bannon for free? No. (laughs) Well, no one in Florida wants to see him If I wanted to see Steve Bannon, I would just pop on the never-ending story and skip to the scene with the turtle. Yeah, Bart. Bannon. (laughs) What you look like. This is in Florida? Yes. Uh, Why? It seems like that's like Bannon country. I'm surprised that no one would even be I, like, all I right. I don't even know how enthralled like rich Republicans are with him anymore. Mm, Do you know what okay. I mean? I don't know. He's literally on the outer of everyone. Yeah. He's on the outer with the official Republican Party. He's on the outer with the Republican fringe. He's on the outer with Breitbart. Like right. he is no longer in the inner sanctum of anyone. And he's still a, he's still a threat. He's still a huge mouthpiece sure. for all of this hateful bullshit. But the establishments that he either created or ascended to the tops of the top of mm. uh, now no longer want him. So yeah, he's got no real backing anymore. Yeah. I almost feel like he paved the way for like whatever slick young fascist steps up next. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which was meant to be Milo. It, uh, I, I think Milo's too, uh, too urban, too gay. True. I think he was, uh, I th- I think they almost need like if Paul Ryan was more of a fascist, right? Like th- that guy, whoever that and, guy is, and was twenty years younger because yes, Paul Ryan's yeah. finally, he's he's finally Matthew Brodericking. Yes, yeah, that's true. Um, but like Bannon has like laid the the framework for whoever like their version of the Kennedy is to step up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, also to clarify, because Charles just gave me a look, uh, Matthew Broderick is not a bad person or no, a right winger. No, no, no. I just mean he, he didn't was... age for many years and, then suddenly and now went, he's Whoop. suddenly yeah. aging. Yeah, yeah. I understood what you said. Thank you. You were saying okay. immediately. I was like, Paul Ryan has a guest spot on the Connors this week. <laughs> oh, you're such a little baby. I have not been paying attention to anything. You, uh, in the last Charles has like, like a few weeks. I'm very excited Charles left the basement. <laughs> That's mm. where we're at. Yeah. I'm like, hi, how are you? 
I'm just up, happy to see your little face. I'm upstairs during the sunlight hours, and I hate it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I also <laughs> wanted to shout out uh, a, a, a baseball game happened, guys. It was the World Series Game 5. Everybody was so mad because it went so long. <laughs> uh, it, usually like nine, maybe ten innings, and this went like until very early in the morning. I was taunting people on Twitter where I was like, this is what you get for watching baseball. Is, hang on, am I doing this right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, socks! Yes, that, right? that was perfect. Yeah, thank you. Wow, that was for Chloe. <laughs> Let's like pour out some awful beer for Chloe. I'm gonna go to Duncan and get a chocolate crawler. No, it was. I already spilled coffee. Oh, Charles uh, spilled coffee earlier for Chloe. Yep. Uh, that's how we honor her in this home. We spill <laughs> coffee everywhere for her. Yeah. <laughs> so fans who were at uh, Game Five at the World Series unfurled a huge banner that said, uh, "Trans people deserve to live." Oh, that is a big flag. It's huge. That's a big boss. Also, I like not to shout out the staff that took it down, but they took it down so fast that I was almost impressed. I was uh. like, damn. <laughs> but it didn't matter. It was on, you know, uh, international television. Um, right. Everyone saw it. It was great. It was a very powerful action. And also, you would think a very simple message that we could all agree on, right? That trans people are people and they deserve to live. You think so? That shouldn't be a radical it's, statement. Yeah, but it is such a mild. And it's it's such a mild sentence. Mm -hmm. I that is one of the things that you're right is is mind blowing that that yeah trans people deserve to live is a radical act. That is yeah. As much as I was impressed by the flag when I first saw it, that was like part of me was like. Oh, that's as strong as you went. But then I was like, oh, no, that's actually a really strong statement. Yeah, I think if we can agree on that, then we can also agree on uh, they should be able to put whatever gender they want on their official government IDs. Yeah. They should be able to use whatever bathroom they want because they're people and they're just trying to live and leave them the fuck alone. Just trying to poop. Yeah. I, yeah. Trying to, why are you so interested in people like where oh they poop God. it's so I, weird i don't want to wanna repeat like a thousand other comedians jokes but what the fuck do you think happens in bathrooms i know it's like i talked about this with parker a lot on the show but it's like you get in you get out you're right. not it's like social this, hours especially a public bathroom have we yeah. had have we had separate men's and women's bathrooms in public spaces for too long so much so that now uh each gender is both fearful and completely uh clueless as to what goes on well, in the, the other bathroom like uh, women are afraid all the time, but we're afraid of cis men. Like, right. that's who we should be afraid of. Those are the ones who are actually attacking women in bathrooms. Yeah. Like, factually. Yeah. According to police reports. Uh, trans women are not attacking people in bathrooms. Right. So why are we focused on them? Very, very weird. And it is always, the hatred is directed at trans women. It's, I shouldn't say always, but there isn't a special... Uh, especially a fear among cis men that cis uh, trans women mm -hmm. are using the quote unquote wrong bathroom. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I don't even know like how often now, I mean, I guess in some restaurants, but most public places that I go to, mm -hmm. they may not say like all genders are allowed to use this like regardless of their gender identity. Mm -hmm. But they usually is like a little man and woman symbol. And be like, it's just the bathroom. This is the bathroom. Also, yeah. Every toilet in every home, you dumb fucks. Yep. Yep. You don't have a, a bathroom for men and women in your your homes, and you've been surviving somehow up mm -hmm. until this point. Also, I wonder if that's more of a New York City thing because we we do have more like gender neutral bathrooms in the city. That's true. Uh, well, upstate where I'm from, every every so often, like. When my mom would go to use the bathroom at Kmart or something, I'd look at it and there'd be like a fancy couch. And I'd be like, oh, they get a couch. <laughs> 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 yeah, we sometimes we get added perks, I think. Um, but that's another separate issue. But like there are more and more cis men calling for uh, changing tables in men's bathrooms because yeah. they're like where am i supposed to change my diaper son? yes my, my diaper son my son's diaper um <laughs> no 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 you're at the first time i once son. built a child out of out of nappies it's my yeah. diaper son wow yeah. <laughs> oh i thought you were just calling him like you're garbage like my <laughs> i have a diaper son. um and of course this trans people deserve to live banner is i would wager a direct response to the trump administration Essentially, waging war on the trans community. Yeah, by re like changing def like doing the most backhanded, sneaky bullshit and changing the definitions at the back end. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people still don't understand why that's a big deal. 
okay, from my understanding of it as a big deal is because that it doesn't matter how strong uh, any existing or newly introduced discrimination, anti-discrimination laws may be, if you change the definition, then trans people are automatically excluded from any kind of yes. discrimination protection. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's essentially trying to erase trans people. Yeah. And that was very clearly their goal from the moment they uh, proposed erasing trans people from the census. Yes. It's like, well, why are you trying to erase them if... Your goal, it was obviously like their goal was at every level to erase trans people. Yeah. So whether they're like trying to get government benefits or trying to get necessary surgery or just being like, hey, I live in this neighborhood. Yes. The Trump administration is like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Because if you don't exist, then we aren't expected to provide you with anything. Exactly. Or protect you. Yeah. Like if there's any kind of like uh, employment protection for you. Yeah. Well, we can't do that because you, you're not real, right? Yeah. yeah. You've been pretending this whole time. Yeah. Didn't they, they, they either proposed or already did take gay people off the census too, right? That was part of the proposal. That it was part of the proposal. I don't know if it ultimately went through. Okay. Say. Yeah. Fair enough. While you're looking that up, I will uh, rely on uh, a hoary old chestnut as yes. a foreigner to point out that your baseball match, the World Series, only has one country in it. Yep. Oh yes, I know, but it's broadcast to the world. <laughs> I no, it isn't. I think that it actually is. It actually is. Yeah, the 2020 U.S. Census uh, will not recognize all LGBT people who aren't currently in a same-sex relationship. Oh, so there'll be a question about if you have a spouse or not. But and if then you're not, then you don't exist. You d there's no question there. Yeah, right. What right. a fucking weird bar. Great. Oh, man. Let's go underground and hide. <laughs> yep. You do. You are underground Start hiding. now. Currently right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. You have a little nest. Yes, I do. Um, is that Harley snoring? Yes. yes. Okay. I For a second, I was like, wow, Charles is hungry. His <laughs> tummy's <laughs> making weird noises. Harley has burrowed under the covers. Um, so with the time we have left, is there anything you guys have seen or heard or eaten that has made you happy lately? Today is, um, national, wait, by the time you're listening to this, it won't be. So yesterday for us or earlier in the week was national candy corn day. Are you, so are you pro? I'm pro. Wow. Divisive. I'm so pro. You know what? I should put this under hot takes because <laughs> people are going to lose their minds. Here's the thing. I, I'm, I feel like an even rarer person in that I don't have a strong opinion about All candy right. corn. Mm. If you offer me candy corn, I'll eat that shit. Yeah. Um, but I don't love it or hate it, but it do you hate it? It's disgusting. I Charles was making noises <clears throat> as I was talking, and I'm like, I think Charles hates candy corn. Um, it is one of the it is possibly the only aspect about Chris, besides his uh refusal to be rude to people, mm -hmm. uh, that I cannot stand. Oh, I'm rude to people at least once a day yeah. for my own personal health. Uh oh, let's divert one second. I need to tell Charles this one thing. Yeah. Uh, there is at my new job, there is one person I don't care for and I already have a reputation for being such a fun, bright, bubbly, friendly person that the fact that I don't care for this one person has done the rounds. Oh. And so they're now like talking about blah blah and someone was like oh, even Chris doesn't like <laughs> and so oh, wait, so this is actually a person you work with not yes. like a guest or a customer no this is a person uh, a co well I don't work with them directly because there are different departments around the building okay. different fields of of employment yeah uh and this one person yeah it's 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 big news if Chris doesn't like that's someone so funny. So that's why it. don't you like them uh they're an Eeyore a constant Eeyore oh that is draining. I do not work there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but candy corn, oh, Disgusting. is it too sweet? Yes. Is no. it make your teeth hurt? Yes. Does it? <laughs> is it weird and waxy? Yes. Do I love it? Fucking yes. I was just going to ask you what about it specifically you love and you've listed every quality. Um, Actually, the wax, the texture of it blows my fucking it mind. I would chew on that texture all the live long day. The waxy to grainy? Yes. No, it, that's the thing. It doesn't taste like anything. It doesn't taste like candy. It doesn't taste like it's corn. It's a little sweet. It's, it's yeah. barely. It just tastes like you're chewing on a candle. A sweet sugar candle. I think candle. It, like, it tastes like sweet nothing to me. So like I'll eat it, but I'm not like, I've never craved it or anything like that. I have I have craved it because it was it was until recently very hard to get in Australia. Interesting. Uh, and even now there's one shop I know of in all of Melbourne. It's a chain uh, of a particular candy store. Uh, that's the only place I've ever been able to find it. Do you think that's part of why you love it so much? It's like forbidden? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah because... I'm trying to think of an equivalent to... Uh, Ask me how many times I've had it since I moved here almost two years ago. Zero times. Yeah. So it's 100% a forbidden thing. Sure. Because I love it, but just haven't sorted it out. I will get some today, though. There are some, like... See, I think we do chocolate better then. Because, like, if you eat English chocolate, it's, like, gross. Uh, Chris will fight you on that. Ooh. He does not Ooh. like American chocolate. Your chocolate too is sweet. bad. Too sweet? Too... Uh, Actually, it, that is this is, does feel waxy. I don't think candy corn is that waxy. Ooh, I don't like English chocolate. When I tried English chocolate, I was like, what is this? Get some Australian chocolate up here. That's that's my take. How um, is it different? Uh, it's more like English chocolate. I <laughs> <laughs> <More> like it. <laughs> um, I don't care for Hershey's chocolate at all. Unless it's melted in a small, which I've only also recently come to it, like. I think it's just what you grew up with. Because I, I don't eat milk anymore, but I for sure preferred... Hershey chocolate mm -hmm. to any other chocolate. Mm, and probably. I prefer Cadbury, but Australian made in Tasmania Cadbury. Wow, so specific. So specific. <laughs> um, not, not English uh, Cadbury. And Cadbury in America is just Hershey's with a different yeah. label. Yeah, so, yeah mm -hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a candy that I never really understood. Those Cadbury eggs. I like those when I ate dairy. Really? Yeah. My favorite of those I... is the white chocolate one. I just look oh, at Oh, I never had like, the white chocolate Yeah, there's one. a Cadbury cream egg. And then because in Australia, there's a type of white chocolate called Cadbury Dream. And that's white. And so uh, Cadbury Dream egg. And a Can Cadbury I tell you, egg. white chocolate makes me furious. <laughs> because I'm like, why would you just ruin chocolate? Right. It's not chocolate. It's not it's chocolate. Not. It's not. Uh, no, but anytime I see candy corn in a store, like in the, not even during Halloween, and I see it, I'm like, it makes me physically angry. Every single time. I once went... I'm in, writing down candy hot takes. Um, <laughs> I once went into... There's a once a, a, a store in Melbourne called USA Foods. And uh -huh. it does just imports uh, American stuff that you can't buy in Australia, including Twinkies. But the only way... hot uh, Fun fact, you can import Twinkies is to have them out of date. But because what? they don't expire, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's so weird. But... Uh, this shop one time had a bunch of Halloween themed candy corn, so shaped like pumpkins and other <gasps> things. And it was oh, like, Oh, sure, 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 sure. Well, yeah. I didn't know that existed. It does exist. So excited. So oh, the same so texture, but in a little pumpkin. Oh. A candy I didn't appreciate until very recently because basically when I interned at UCB, the interns would bring a bunch of candy that we would eat throughout the night. Mm -hmm. And uh, Twizzlers. I yep. used to throw out in a second when I would mm, get them mm -hmm. for Halloween, and now I appreciate them more. I That was like one of the candies that I gave to my mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe good. it's also like as you get older, your palate changes. Maybe. And suddenly like candy you didn't like, you like now. No. Um, but yeah, that really grew on me. Not the, the Twizzlers are just disgusting. But you remember when they did the ones that like peeled and they were like strings? Oh, like string cheese almost? Yeah, but it was like no, I don't remember a Twizzler that came off in like pieces, like in strings. Those that I, seems horrifying. Those I liked. Oh, interesting. But I did not like. Do they taste Twizzlers. different though? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and the texture wasn't as like hard and chewy. Interesting. I wonder why they got rid of it. I think you can still find them. Weird. I would try that. Sounds weird, but I'd eat it. See, I don't like Twizzlers for almost the, uh, a weird reason. If you say it's too waxy, I'm gonna. <laughs> it's because it's too bullshit. waxy. No, 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 no. It's um, I really like licorice. And so anything that's sure, not li like sure. like red licorice is not licorice. It's the same way that white chocolate is not chocolate. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they do still. Oh, those. I'd eat that. Yeah, I still would. For wouldn't. sure. Um, but I like licorice too much, and things that are meant to be like licorice that aren't. Yeah. Blah. Okay, fair. Any other candy hot takes? Uh, black licorice is disgusting. I agreed. Black licorice is delicious, and licorice also. Yeah, we the best. can't agree on fucking anything. Is there anything we all like? Reese's. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Great mint chocolate. No. Yes. Great. Oh, he orange likes, chocolate. He likes junior mints, and that's disgusting. Not opposed. I just don't eat it a lot. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's yeah, refreshing. It's delicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Junior mints, fucking amazing. Chocolate covered yeah. toothpaste. That's all it is. Yum yum. I mean, yeah. when you say it, yes, but it's still so good. <laughs> but that is a perfect description. It's not a candy. <laughs> uh, guys, please follow Chris and Charles on Twitter at Chrisopotamia at. Uh, Charles Rockhill. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. That's my name. Uh, also, you can follow Harley on Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. Harley uh, Rockhill. Did you see the photo I posted of her and Desi? No. They've been hanging out a weird amount. Aw. On Twitter, I posted it. Unlikely friends. Just like us. Like, not friends, but they get together and they sit by each other and they very tenderly touch butts. And that's like <laughs> how they show love. Yeah, see? Just like us. It's yeah. very weird and I was not prepared for it to be Desmond and Harley. <laughs> but it's great. 
Guys, follow Light uh, Trees and News. That's the show you just listened to everywhere. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of those places. Did you find it? Yep. Adorable. I'll post it on our Instagram. Do you know what that is? Real Life Cat Dog. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Great call. That'll be the caption. Uh, Follow us on Instagram to see the photo I'm talking about right now or any sort of visual aspect to any story we, we talk about on the show. I usually put up photos at our Instagram. Photo of a big bowl of candy corn. Oh, yeah. It'll piss off so many people. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to get reported and taken down. Sorry, I will, everybody. I will beat you to death with this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>